0: Hello! Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Postgame Podcast. On this episode, uh, I am talking about some news and notes. It's obviously going to be about Aaron Rodgers. We talk about um, the winners and losers of the offseason, not just the draft, but the offseason in general. So, with that, let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back into this episode of the Postgame Podcast. I am your host, Cody Barnes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, if you can, leave a like, leave a follow, uh, leave a rating, whatever you guys can do on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever else. Uh, if you can, that'd be super cool and I would greatly appreciate it. I'm super excited for today's episode. i um, But before we get into what the real part of the episode is, we're going to do some news and some notes um, on what's going around in the league, Um, and obviously the big thing at the current moment is Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, what's going on there, and it also came out this week that uh, Adam Schefter, who is known as the NFL uh, analyst, guru, extraordinaire Adam Schefter, he... He came out with the story with Aaron Rodgers not because there was some sort of breaking news, but because he just knew eventually it was going to break, that he doesn't want to be in Green Bay, and he just decided, you know what, why not? Let's just do it today, and it just, quote-unquote, just so happened to be on draft day, uh, which I find kind of funny, but I'm like, all right, Adam, I see you, I understand, Um But, yeah, so he he basically just came to a conclusion. He was like, you know, there were a lot of things that happened this offseason that were coming from not just Aaron Rodgers, but his camp. And then there was whenever he was on Jeopardy, um, they talked about the one of the contestants basically was like uh, who went for the field goal. And Aaron Rodgers laughed and said, I don't know. That's a good question. And kind of since then, everyone's like, ooh, uh, Aaron doesn't seem like he wants to be in Green Bay anymore. And um, so that has been kind of interesting to follow. And the the whole thing with Adam Schefter just kind of cracks me up. People were mad about it. And I was like, you do know that that's how breaking news works, right? Like sometimes you have to go out on a limb and hope that you're right. And he just so happened to be right. And... I mean, if people are upset, it's like, okay, well, nobody has come out and said that he's wrong. Green Bay hasn't said that he's wrong. No one in Aaron Rodgers' camp has said that he's wrong. No friends of Aaron's have come out and said that he's wrong. So, um, that part of it is kind of funny to me. And, uh, it's like, well, he broke it. And it just so happened to be right. And it just so happened to cause more of a commotion than anything else. Um, So there's that with Aaron Rodgers. And then the really only other part of the news is Frank Ragnow. And I like kind of highlighting stuff whenever it comes to offensive line. Um, Frank Ragnow, he's an amazing center for the Lions. Um, He signed an extension to become the highest paid center in the NFL. I don't have the exact numbers on me, but I think it's four years. and I, I can't exactly remember the exact number. Um, I know it was a decent amount, though, but I think that's really cool, and I also think that um, the Lions are actually building their team correctly, um, and we're actually going to be talking about them in just a little bit. Okay, so, it's, sorry, real quick, it's four years, $54 million extension that makes him the highest paid center in the NFL. I think that that is awesome. I'm super happy for uh, him and for offensive linemen uh, in general. Um, so I'm pumped for him. But I think that's going to be it for the news part of it. I am super excited to get into the this next part, though. Um, it is my offseason biggest winners and losers. Um, and there's going to be some on here um that maybe you guys don't agree with. And there's also not gonna be every team I did ten winners and ten losers. Um just to kinda keep it even. I didn't feel like doing all thirty two teams and saying if they were winners or losers. Um that's just way too much. So I was like, ah, no thank you. So let's get right into it. The first one that I have on the list is actually we just or I just kind of talked about them for a second. Uh the Detroit Lions. And I know this one's kinda of weird. Um, but the reason why I have them here is I think what they're doing is they are correctly rebuilding a team. There are some teams, um, that I absolutely hate the way that they try to rebuild. They're like, Oh, we'll still stay competitive and we'll still um we'll still try to be solid. And we're we're gonna, you know, just go out and grab a whole bunch of solid older veteran players and we'll try to make sure that they're still decent with us so that we're not bottom of the barrel bad. And I think, and another thing that a lot of teams do, or I should say don't do is they don't build from the line. And that's something that Detroit is doing. They obviously they re-signed Frank Ragnow uh, to a huge extension. They drafted Panay Sewell, who's a 21 year old uh Possible, I mean, people are saying that he is like the next uh, Hall of Fame like left tackle out of a draft class. They said he's like the most, uh, I, I can't remember the exact term, but basically out of anybody in that draft class, he is seen as the most likely to be in the Hall of Fame, which you get that dude with a number seven overall pick. That's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, the Lions, they also got uh, Amon Ra, St. Brown um who is a wide receiver at USC, solid player. Um he's going in there with not a whole lot of wide wide receiver depth. Uh, I think it's like Tyro Williams him um and Brashad Perryman. So that's a fun group. But they have TJ Hawkinson, really 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 solid young tight end. Um they also have DeAndre Swift who's an absolute monster, he's so much fun to watch. Um and then They traded Matthew Stafford, which I think was the right thing to do. Obviously, Matthew Stafford wanted out anyways, but they traded Matthew Stafford. They got Jared Goff, who is a monster contract, but I believe after next year, they can cut him, and there's absolutely no dead money. So that might be something that they plan on doing if they're bad enough to draft a quarterback this next year, even though as of right now, it's not seeming like it's the greatest quarterback class in the world. Um, So who knows? But... I really do like what the Detroit Lions are doing. They're trying to make sure that they're building for the future rather than trying to build for right now because they're not good enough to try to build for right now. So I think how they're doing it is really smart. Uh, The next team on the list kind of is doing the same thing. It's the New York Jets, um, but they're also still trying to stay competitive to a point. Um, they drafted Zach Wilson in the number two overall pick. I like that. They drafted Elijah Moore in the second round. Really like that move. Um, I know they got a decent amount of players in free agency. Uh, they got Corey Davis wide receiver from Tennessee or Tennessee Titans. Um, he had a solid breakout year this year. So they're building up that wide receiver group. Um, their running back group is not the best. Um, I believe they drafted Michael Carter out of uh, UNC, though. So that that's good. Tevin Coleman's there. Uh, that offensive line is going to get better. Um, hopefully, Makai Becton stays healthy this year for him. Absolute unit of a man. Uh, protecting the blind side for Zach Wilson. They're building up that defense as well. Robert Sala, um, I think, is doing a really good job so far. They got rid of Adam Gase, which... Any team that has Adam Gase will never succeed. I am pretty much guaranteeing that Uh, they need to just fire them. Fire him immediately. Just be done. Okay, bye. Peace out. Um, So I'm excited to see what the Jets do this upcoming year. Um, This one is a little bit of a homer pick, but I really like it. The L.A. Chargers, I really like what they did with this draft. Uh, Somehow Rashawn Slater fell to them. Um, Crazy to me. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. drafted him out of Florida State. Um, I love their head coach. Brandon Staley, I think, is extremely smart and has way more knowledge than we can even think right now. Uh, And He's going to just show that more and more every single year. I think that that's going to be a huge difference. I think he has a plan for Derwin James as long as he stays healthy. Drew Tranquil is coming back. Um, re-signed Michael Davis, um, to a good contract. We also signed Corey Lindsley, um, Matt Filer as well, offensive lineman at, a uh, from Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I mean, it's a significantly upgraded version of an offensive line from what Justin Herbert had last year. And he had the second worst offensive line in the entire NFL last year. Uh, Brian Belaga was hurt all year. Um, he had the statistically worst center in the entire NFL. Um, so I'm glad he's gone. Loved him, Dan Feeney, but peace out. Don't need you anymore. Um, we got Corey Lindsley, my guy. So I I am pumped about the Chargers. I also think Josh Palmer is a sneaky, really good pick. Uh, for them, I was watching some tape on him. He looks like he could be a beast. Um, possible Mike Williams replacement if they don't want to re-sign Mike Williams um, if he's asking for too much money. So that's possible. But I like Josh Palmer. I like what the Chargers have done during this offseason. I love their pick in the coach and in the drafts and uh, as well as um, free agency. Um, So moving on to the next team, i got the Chicago Bears. Um, I love what they did whenever it comes to the draft. That's why I have them as a winner. Um, they drafted Justin Fields. They traded up from 20 to pick 11 to draft Justin Fields. Um, thank goodness. Andy Dalton is not their QB one for the future. That's terrible. Uh, so they, they're already moving on from Andy Dalton, which is smart. Andy Dalton is not a, uh, floor raiser. He is a floor setter. Um, pretty good carpenter, but, I think uh the Chicago Bears are going to be a lot better hopefully for the sake of um Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace Justin Fields can save them their jobs Allen Robinson I think is a huge winner as well for this team uh he finally gets a good quarterback to throw the ball to him he has had Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles um trash uh bust and one-year one, one year wonder uh, in that order. Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and Nick Foles. Um, so I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, there are some things that I don't love that they did, but I do think in general it is a win. Uh, they also drafted Tevin Jenkins, so hopefully he turns out to be solid for them. Uh, but that's the Bears. Next team, Kansas City Chiefs uh even though i'm not a fan of the chiefs uh i am a fan of their offseason i think they did a really good job uh of bringing in some offensive line help that they really actually needed they had the worst offensive line showing i've ever seen in a super bowl in my entire life and what they did is they brought in orlando brown junior traded basically nothing for a pro bowl left tackle um they also signed a couple of free agents. I know they signed um, Kyle Long and I cannot remember the other guard's name at this moment, but he was from New England. So I think what they did was really good. They let they uh, let Sammy Watkins go smart, um, don't need to pay that man that much money. They... Also uh who was it that they brought in? I cannot remember. I think it might have been Giovanni Bernard. I might be wrong there, but I know it was some sort of receiving back that they brought in. Uh which is good. If Clyde gets hurt again, then I guess you got I guess some okay depth whenever it comes to running back. But I do like what the Chiefs did this off season. I think it's smart. I think they uh I think they'll be better next year in the playoffs even. They didn't conv- convince me, and I know I kind of had said that before, that like whenever the playoffs were going on, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the Super Bowl and just lost. Um, the Buccaneers look so much better. And speaking of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, another winner that I have on this list is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I feel like that's pretty obvious as to why. They brought all 22 of their starters in the Super Bowl back. Um, I know Chris Godwin, he got franchise tag. So what? Um, They brought back Shaquille Barrett. They brought back a ton of players. Uh, Adama Kinsu, they brought him back as well. I think what they are doing is awesome. They also drafted Kyle Trask in the second round. Uh, to sit behind tom brady because we all know that blaine gabbert is not the guy so obviously they're trying to look towards the future they did what green bay should have done and what green bay should have done was go hey aaron are you cool if we draft jordan love and he probably would have said yeah i guess and but i still have a couple years left but that's besides the point they asked Tom Brady, the, the Buccaneers did, they asked Tom Brady, hey, are you okay if we take Kyle Trask here in the second round? And he's like, yeah, man, that'd be fantastic. And so they took Kyle Trask, and he's going to be the one sitting behind Tom Brady learning. I think Kyle Trask has a lot of upside, especially sitting behind Tom Brady. I think it would be awesome uh, for him. Never know, could be the next Tampa Bay Buccaneer great quarterback. Hopefully not a 30-for-30 30 30 monster. Uh, like James Winston was, um, but again, I think what they did is super awesome. I love what they did this off season. Um, so staying in that same division of the NFC South, we're gonna go to the Carolina Panthers. I absolutely love what they did this off season. I think the Carolina Panthers, and I, I have a couple of like dark horse, really good teams, and it's actually kind of like my last. Four teams, pretty much, that I'm going to be talking about whenever it comes to winners. Um, The Panthers are one of them. If Sam Darnold can play up to his potential, I think the Carolina Panthers could be amazing. They have DJ Moore. They have Robbie Anderson. uh, They also have uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, who I love coming out of the draft. Super, super, super solid wide receiver. He was amazing in the year that he was with Joe Burrow, and then the next year he played seven games and had the same production and then was like, okay, I'm sitting out for the rest of the year. Peace. So the Panthers have those weapons. They also have Christian McCaffrey. That defense is getting better and better every single year. They also drafted J.C. Horn, who for me was my top defensive player in this year's draft. Lockdown, shut down cornerback, crazy athlete has NFL genes running through him with his dad being Joe Horn, which is kind of funny because it's the inner division. His dad is a New Orleans Saints great, really mostly known for the celebration where he went and took a flip phone out of the goal post and answered a phone call. I mean, he didn't answer a phone call, but it was, you know, like the fake celebration or whatever. Uh, that's what he's known for. And so J.C. Horn coming from that lineage I think is pretty crazy. And then him being a cornerback, he's a long, lanky, physical guy. I think he's really going to help that cornerback group. Um, and in something that I had said about the Dallas Cowboys, who I'm going to talk about in just a second, uh, is what they should do is take a page out of the Carolina Panthers book from last year, and that's just go all defense. And I think that the Panthers did that correctly, uh, last year with taking as many defensive players as they possibly could, because that defense was terrible. Um, and I love the fact that the Panthers still kind of stuck with defense in the draft, but also went offense and they, you know, flowed back and forth. Um, cause they didn't need a whole lot of offense. Really. It's only the offensive line, um, that they needed. Um, but I love what the Panthers did this off season. They're one of my they're one of those teams that I'm actually kind of rooting for this year. Um, I, I believe in Sam Darnold. I think he could be great. Uh, I'm I'm pumped to see what the Panthers do. The next team on my winner's list, who I think is also a dark horse to even make the Super Bowl, in my opinion, uh, I have the Arizona Cardinals. I love what the Cardinals did this offseason. Um, I mean, they drafted uh, Rondell Moore. Who, if you guys have not seen the memes about it, it's basically it's gonna be really cute watching Kyler Murray and Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore is like five foot eight, five foot nine, and then Kyler Murray is like five eleven, both really short guys. Um, so it's pretty entertaining. But that, that that's not taken away from Kyler Murray or Rondell Moore, both freak athletes. Uh, the Cardinals they also added a ton of offensive line help. Um, as well as they added A.J. Green. I mean, that wide receiver group is kind of stacked. It's DeAndre Hopkins. They got Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore. Um, I can't remember the small, fast white dude. Cannot remember his name. He got drafted literally one pick ahead of D.K. Metcalf. Sad, Arizona fans, sad. Um, But on top of that, they also... On their defense, obviously they got the humongous addition of J.J. Watt, which I think is absolutely massive. They also drafted Zayvon Collins, which I—the more and more that I have, you know, looked at Zayvon Collins, the more and more I'm okay with it. I'm like, okay, I get it, I understand. They had no—they had no linebackers, so I was like, I, I get it. Cornerback, I think, is still something that they'll really need to address whether they can pick someone up that's in free agency still, because I think Richard Sherman is still out there and there's someone else and I cannot remember who it was. Not as big of a name as Richard Sherman, but still solid enough to where you can plug and play for a year. Um, but of the Arizona Cardinals, the next team is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think the main reason to me why they are winners is they, they did take a page out of the Carolina Panthers book, and that is basically go all defense. I know they picked a couple offensive players here and there, um, but they I think what they did was really smart. They also signed Dak Prescott to an extension, which is huge. Um, they still have all of those offensive weapons. If that offensive line can stay healthy, Zeke is going to tear it up. Dak is going to tear it up. Amari uh, Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. Blake Jarwin, whoever else you want to imagine being an offensive threat is going to be ridiculous. Um, That defense, adding Micah Parsons I think is huge. Leighton Vander Esch, I know they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. I think this is going to be a prove-it year for him. Um, But I think what they did was good. I did like what they did this this offseason. They also signed Keanu Neal. They brought in Dan Quinn so I'm hoping that they change their defensive scheme. I think they normally run a 3-4, but they but Dan Quinn is known for a 4-3, so um I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um but again, I like what the Cowboys did. I have them pegged as winners for this off-season. And then the next team, this is another team that I do kind of have as a dark horse and it's the Indianapolis Colts. Um I know on this podcast I have said how much of a fan I am of Carson Wentz. Not just the player, but the person. Um, and I think him going to the Colts was huge. Back with Frank Reich. Um, that offensive line is, is sturdy as sturdy can get. Um, they, I, I think what they did in general this offseason is actually huge. I love the... Uh, I love the fact that honestly they, they let Michael Pittman Jr. kinda be their guy for this year. Um and, and they're like, hey man, like we're not gonna go sign some ridiculous free agent. We want you to prove that you are gonna be the guy. Um I think that was huge. I think Quiddy Pay falling all the way to them at I think it was pick twenty one in the draft was also huge. Um I know they don't necessarily need him. But having that quality of a player fall to them is awesome. I think. Um, so I think the Colts, like I said, they're kind of they are one of my dark horses uh, for making the playoffs. Not only that, but also making uh, a possible Super Bowl run. I think really they were quarterback play away from getting further. Um, so I I really do like what they did. So, that is it for the winners. Um, So, now we're going to get to the losers. And some of these, they're not that big of losers, but I had to add them in here. Um, So, if you hear your team, I apologize. Um, But the first team up, I don't think they're the biggest losers, but they are definitely big fat losers to me. And that would be the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I don't know what the Raiders were thinking about doing this year. I made a joke, uh, with Dylan and a couple other people where I was like, you know, I think what John Gruden is trying to do is he's trying to just make that whole 10 year contract last. He's trying to stay here for the full 10 years and just ruin the team worse and worse every single year. Um, they signed Kenyon Drake. Don't really understand that one. Um, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, wide receiver, they did nothing. Uh, I mean, they signed John Brown. Okay. You already have a fast guy in Henry Ruggs. Why not go get a big physical guy? Maybe they're thinking that Brian Edwards is going to actually be something this year, even though he was supposed to be something last year, but he wasn't because he was hurt all year. Who knows? On top of that, they uh, pretty much let go of all of their offensive line besides, like, Colton Miller. And Colton Miller's, eh, he's okay. He's not great. He's not really that good. It's not terrible. But he's, eh, he's okay. So they kept him, and that was pretty much it. They let go or traded every other offensive line that they had. And they that was their staple for that team last year. Their offensive line was actually really good. Like all together, a really, really, really solid team, and then they pretty much were like, "Okay, peace out, bye guys." Um, so they did that. Their defense. I mean, they added a couple of decent players. They added Yannick and Gakwe. Um, but I don't, I don't know what they were thinking in the draft. They drafted like three safeties or something like that. Um, then. They drafted the offensive lineman out of Alabama who is possibly like a late second, early third player. Um, drafted him in the first round with the 17th overall pick. Uh, blew my mind. I mean, I'm okay with it as a Chargers fan. But as an NFL fan, I'm like, what are they doing? I don't get it. Not sure what John Gruden's thinking. But hey, more to him, I guess. More power to him. Um, That's the Raiders. The next team, Seattle Seahawks. I think one of the things that I – am when I think of them being losers of this year, it's the whole thing with Russell Wilson that started off this offseason where I was like, what on earth is happening in Seattle? There is just so much chaos. And I just think that their offseason, honestly – got worse, and worse, and worse, and worse, and worse, um, they had a ton of defensive players that left in free agency, and they didn't add anything, um, they did add one of Las Vegas's um, offensive linemen, so that's cool, um, but other than that, they really didn't add, uh, any help, and uh, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think that they're going to be nearly as good as people want them to be or think that they will be. Um, I'm sorry, Dylan, if you're listening to this, I apologize, but I just don't think Seattle is going to be that good next year. Um, Russell Wilson might lead them to like a nine and eight season next year. Cause remember it's 17 games, which is so weird. Um, but I, I just don't think that they're going to be fantastic this next year. Um, and then next up we have the uh the Green Bay Packers, um, big losers this off season. With Aaron Rodgers uh doing Aaron Rodgers things that he's been doing this off season, that's not a plus. You also let Corey Lindsley leave for the same price of what it took to bring back Aaron Jones, uh which I love Aaron Jones, great running back, but A. J. Dillon looks like he could be super solid. Uh, You could have kept Jamal Williams as his backup. Instead, you let him go to the Lions. And then uh, you let Corey Lindsley leave, who is an uh, all-pro, pro-bowl center. Um, You let him come to my chargers, which I'm totally cool with. But uh, it just stinks for the Packers and Packers fans. Um, I, I don't... I don't know exactly what to expect from the Packers this year. If Aaron Rodgers is gone, uh, I think they'll probably go with Jordan Love. Maybe not. I guess we'll have to find that one out. But um, I, I I do think that if Aaron Rodgers somehow stays, the Packers are going to be solid, but I do still have them as losers for this offseason. Um, the next team, I have the LA Rams, um, which, yes, they do. They traded away Jared Goff's ter- terrible contract. They got back Matthew Stafford, who I think is an upgrade, of course. Um, but something I didn't love that they did this offseason is they overpaid for Leonard Floyd. Like, overpaid for Leonard Floyd. And they let John Johnson go. They lost a defensive coordinator um, who led them from being the 17th best uh, defense the year before to the number one defense in a year. Um, So you got to hope that somehow that sticks probably won't. Uh, But then again, you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So it's like, well, maybe it will. But um, so I I think that those are huge losses also in the draft. I think the Rams have possibly one of the worst drafts. They drafted a ton of wide receivers. You have one of the best wide receiver groups in the entire NFL. And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, let's just add more wide receivers. Just go for it, dude. Um, you also let Gerald Everett go to the Seahawks, which it, it's not that huge of an addition for the Seahawks, as much of a huge loss for the Rams. Um now it's just Tyler Higby. You gotta hope that, you know, he's worth it and uh worth the contract that you gave him and also worth just the amount of snaps you're about to give him. Um I just don't love what they did this off season besides the Matthew Stafford thing. Um, other than that, not a fan. Um, next team up, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. I I like the fact that they decided to just stick to their guns and move on from uh, Carson Wentz. Again, I love Carson Wentz. I would have loved for him to stay with the Eagles, but I knew that that wasn't going to happen. So, I do like what they did where they just were like, okay, we are set on this. We're going to trade Carson Wentz away. We're going to stick with Jalen Hurts. We're going to give him a year. That was one thing that I was really scared they were going to do in the draft is try to take a quarterback. When I was like, oh, my gosh, dude, why? Why even trade Carson Wentz at that point? Like, there there would be no point to to even trade him away if you just don't believe in Jalen Hurts. But they ended up believing in Jalen Hurts. They brought in a weapon, but... Um I I do like to point what the Eagles did, but I also don't love what they did all at the same time. Um I I think something that they really needed to do besides getting a wide receiver, they needed some good corner depth. Um they don't really have that. And <laughs> I I just also don't love the part where it seems like their offensive line is going to just get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse as the years go on, and they're not really addressing it a whole lot. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of what the Eagles did, so I have them categorized as a loser for this offseason. The next team up, I think, is possibly the biggest loser out of everybody, and not in a good way, not like the show. Um... I have the Houston Texans as just massive losers this offseason. Um, the whole thing going on with Deshaun Watson, that thing's huge. J.J. Watt, that's huge. Nobody wants to play for that head coach besides a whole bunch of like middle-of-the-pack, average to below-average players signing deals. It's just not a good look. Um, but there was someone that I heard that they compared this to what the Patriots said before, like when Bill Belichick came in, Bill Belichick was kind of seen as like a, Ooh, you're hiring him as a head coach. And then he just, he uh brought in like a bunch of middle of the pack, not great, not bad players, but you're like, why? And it was more or less as like a character builder and building um, that culture. And so maybe that's what they're doing. And that would be super cool. But, I mean, I can't sit here and compare um, this head coach, I can't even remember his name, to Bill Belichick at all. Um, So I just think the Texans are just in a pit at the current moment, and we'll see what happens with them. Um, Next team up, nobody's really talking about it, but the next team up I have is the Tennessee Titans. I have them as pretty substantial losers for this offseason. Um, They lost Corey Davis, who had a really good year. Uh, they lost Jonu Smith, who, even though he wasn't, like, spectacular or anything, he was still their best receiving threat at tight end. They lost Adoree Jackson. Well, they cut Adoree Jackson, I should say. Um, They did bring in Bud Dupree, Um, but that was kind of it. And with the Titans, it's like, okay, so you're going to throw the ball to A.J. Brown and Josh Reynolds? And who else? like and Josh Reynolds isn't even that great of a player. If he was third string wide receiver for the Rams for the past couple of years or actually, I think only last year because Brandon cooks was there the year before. So they didn't add really much at all. Um, so I just don't think that the Titans are going to be as good as some people think. Um, I think the Colts are going to have a better record than they will. Uh, Texans obviously will not, um, the Jaguars could even threaten them to a point. Um, I don't think that they will be that good, but I think Jacksonville could get six, seven wins next year, which is a five to six game improvement, uh, from the year before. So that'd be huge, but I just don't like what the Titans did this off season. I think that they're just getting worse and they're not doing a whole lot to get better. Um, so the next team up, I have the New Orleans Saints, um, Pretty obvious reason as to why you have your Hall of Fame quarterback, Drew Reeves, retire. Um, you had to cut a lot of players. They had to cut Emmanuel Sanders. They had to cut, um, uh, oh, goodness, the the linebacker that they traded for uh, from the 49ers, um, Quan Alexander. There we go. Young, solid linebacker. Um, had to cut him, and it was all because of money. They had to restructure a bunch of contracts. Um, they re-signed Jameis Winston. I don't know. I I am a little bit curious as to what they're gonna do. Um, but they also drafted um the defensive lineman out of Houston. And a lot of people said it was a reach. I don't really know. I haven't seen too much on him, so I'm not gonna you know say too much about him. All I know is that everybody else is kind of saying like, oh wow, okay, interesting. Um but Saints I think are gonna take a pretty big step back from this past year, so we'll see what happens with them. Um next team up I have the Pittsburgh Steelers as losers as well. Um Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger, are just getting worse. Um you didn't try to draft a replacement. Uh your offensive line, everybody's leaving or retiring. Uh Bud Dupree left for you guys. Um, you let a couple corners go. Uh, you drafted Najee Harris, which is cool, but but that off that offensive lineman was or that offensive line was I think either the worst or like third worst in the NFL in run, uh, it, like in run blocking. So where's Najee gonna run? I don't know. Um, so you have. Not a lot of additions at all. Uh, The draft was eh for you guys. Um, I just don't think the Steelers are going to be that good next year. And they could honestly just get worse and worse until... I mean, I don't think that they will ever be what the Browns were where it was just constant um, disappointment every year. But they could still be very, 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 very bad for the next couple years. And I think it's possible. Um, your backups are Dwayne Haskins who has turned to, into a bust, and, uh, Mason Rudolph. And I think we all know what Mason Rudolph brings to the table. Not much. Um, and then the last one, this is like kind of, ki- kind of losers. Um, but not like huge. Um, but I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, <laughs> And my reasoning for this is uh, when it comes to their additions, they didn't add a lot. Um, I know they traded Orlando Brown Jr. They traded him to Chiefs, who is technically kind of a rival at the current moment because he can't get past them in the playoffs. Um, and then you signed Alejandro, Vill- Alejandro Villanueva uh, from the Steelers. Who's decent, not great, but decent. Um, your wide receivers that you added were Sami Watkins or Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman could be their best wide receiver this next year. That'd be cool. Um, and then whenever it comes to defense, I mean, you've lost every single edge rusher and you added um, Odafe Owe or Jason Owe, um, the uh, defensive lineman from Penn State, who's a freak athlete, but he's pretty raw. Um I I just don't I don't think that they added what they lost or like they they recuperated what they had lost uh, from the off season um, so I don't know it, it the Ravens I think are still I think they're still a playoff team um, but I think with what the Browns did oh I forgot to add the Browns as winners my bad my bad Browns fans um. They're an honorary winner for this offseason because they did an absolutely amazing job. Um, But the Ravens, I think, are are now second best in their division um, behind the Browns. So they just didn't add what I thought that they needed to add. Um, So that's why I have them as losers. And I put kind of in parentheses um, just because it's like, well, it's not like they're going to fall four wins below what they did. Um, so I guess we'll see. And I guess with Lamar Jackson, we'll see how he bounces back from that season that he had pretty quiet year. Um, I think people are starting to figure out their scheme. So maybe this off season he's out throwing more, getting his mechanics down better, getting that deep accuracy better. Um, I hope that he does. I hope he proves a lot of people wrong, but um, yeah. So that's who I have as my winners and losers. Um, if you guys have uh, any comments or anything like that, you guys can go to our Instagram page. Uh, it is the Period Postgame Pod, um, and you guys can drop a follow there. Drop a like on anything. Keep uh, yourself updated. And uh, next week, I believe we are having some early like way too early season predictions. Um, I think we're going to possibly even have like predictions for win totals. Um, we're going to look at like the Vegas odds for win totals for teams and stuff. So, um, pretty excited about next week. So thank you guys so much for listening and I appreciate, uh, all the listens, all the likes, all that good stuff. Uh, so share it with a friend and if you don't like it and if they don't like it, cool, just, just, You know, act like you never listen. But if you do like it, share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. All right. Peace out, guys.